Monday, glorious Monday. And here you are again, listening to more Morgulons. Or maybe you're here for the first time, in which case, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Crystal Clear, and I am your host. Let's talk. Let's talk today about neurocutaneous syndrome. What the hell is that? Neuro, meaning nervous system. Cutaneous, meaning skin. Hmm. What is neurocutaneous syndrome, and is it the same thing as Morgulons? Let's look into it today, guys. Tomfy Tom 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 found an interesting peer-reviewed uh, journal article from 2019 that explores a non-Lyme disease explanation of Morgulons. Not that I'm anti-Lyme uh, hypothesis. I'm just skeptical of it because I'm skeptical of the idea that myself, my best friend, and my ex all got Lyme disease out of the blue in Atlanta, Georgia this last summer. And um, no actual uh, memory any of us have of being bitten by a tick, although it did seem like we had scabies. Although I just read this article that said that Borrelia burgdorferi, the causative agent of Lyme disease, had been found in mosquitoes in Germany. So if... Uh, if, if insects or arthropods other than ticks can spread Lyme disease, that gives a little bit more credence to the idea that it could be Morgulons, maybe. I don't know, guys. But this neurocutaneous syndrome stuff, I think, has to do with teeth. Maybe it's related to, like, dental work or products. I don't know. I've paid for a few dentist vacation homes, y'all. So I'm going to explore this theory. I don't know if it's legit or another fringe theory seem like it would be just because it was published in a peer-reviewed scientific journal but as we know many of those peers are knuckleheads in the scientific community so uh let's just dig in and see what this is all about shall we thanks for listening stay tuned i'm sharing with you all today an article that uh came out in uh ACTA Scientific Microbiology, uh, the ISN number is 2581-3226, Volume 2, Issue 11, November 2019, Neurocutaneous Syndrome, parentheses Morgulons, parentheses Delusional Parasitosis, a Dental Toxicity Disorder. Omar M. Amin, planning author, Omar M. Amin, Parasitology Center, Scottsdale, Arizona received July 12th, 2019, published October 28th, 2019. Um, <clears throat> background. At the Parasitology Center, Inc., Incorporated, we've been researching neurocutaneous syndrome in over 1,000 cases since 1996. Our early reports on this syndrome included the description of a case with many facial opportunistic infections from Oklahoma, and then there's a citation, and the first naming and evaluation of the syndrome from three more cases with a special reference to fibers and springtails, columbola, reference number two. We'll have to look at these references another time. By 2003, we were able to provide a comprehensive evaluation of NCS and establish the link to dental toxins as the causative agents. Amin clarified the nature of action of dental liners bases in the causation of NCS neurological and dermatological symptoms and provided the history of three NCS patients who have recovered following rehabilitation, thus establishing a cause-effect relationship. 
Various versions of this landmark publication were sub subsequently published elsewhere. Then there's a citation that says four through 16, meaning I assume that there are 12 uh, publications uh, that this was published in. Okay, so the above contributions, among others, were researched and published and patients were successfully helped long before we discovered a similar clinical entity called Morgulons. The only difference is that we at PCI have done the research, established a causal relationship with dental toxins, developed a protocol, and successfully helped patients. That's exciting. Research on the relationship between NCS and dental toxicities was first published in Explore 12, colon 21 through 25, 2003. And then there are some figures. Figure one is just a, um, a, a original research published in the California Dental Association's Journal 2004, volume, volume 32, 9657-663. Okay. On the diagnosis and management of neurocutaneous syndrome, a toxicity disorder from dental sealants. Any morgies out there listening who have had sealants put on their molars or teeth, otherwise, I have, I definitely have, starting at a very young age and um, probably had them done again, I would say, in, uh, gosh, the 2000 teens somewhere. Um, not sure. But yeah, I've had dental sealants numerous times. Uh, so this is interesting. This already has my attention. I think what he's saying in the beginning is like, look, we've been researching this uh, phenomenon that is now called Morgulons that we've been calling for a long time neurocutaneous syndrome. And unlike the others out there talking about uh, Morgulons or whatever you want to call it, we have established a causal relationship because we have had four case studies in which we have resolved the symptoms of Morgulon's patients. That's pretty exciting. That's a big claim. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, tentatively excited to see what this author has to say. Um, okay, it goes on. Neurocutaneous syndrome, a newly discovered dental toxicity disorder, is characterized by neurological pinprick and movement sensations, often confused with parasites and diagnosed as delusional parasitosis, pain, depleted energy, and memory loss, as well as itchy cutaneous lesions that may invite various opportunistic infections. Components uh, in the calcium hydroxide dical life and coelopex materials, among others, have been identified as sources of the observed symptoms. Calcium hydroxide. All right, let's let's find out what these products are all about. Um, it looks like uh, these toxicity issues and additional notes. On, okay, wait, sorry. Uh, okay, so he's saying that the components in the calcium hydroxide. These are the brand names: Dical Life and Celaplex. Dying to get my dental records to find out what all has been used on me. But uh, he, there's a little figure and it, it shows the components in catalyst and bases. Because I guess there's like, these are sort of like cement things. So it's like a powder that you mix with something else, the catalyst, to make it into the cement. Is what I assume. Uh, don't know. But anyway, so then there's some examples. And it says... Uh, Toxicity of components in liners and bases. He goes through and talks about calcium hydroxide liners, how toxic they are, zinc oxide, ethyltoline, sulfonamide, 
Uh, Tuline, he's saying, is a known potent nerve toxin associated with the neurological symptoms in NCS patients. The sulfonamide component brings about a sensitivity, allergic toxic reaction, ultimately presenting as vascular mucoid sores compatible with classical sulfa toxicity symptoms, especially in sulfa sensitive patients. Hmm, interesting. Then he goes into examples, and he says the toxicity of Celopex, example one. He says, it was shown to cause severe inflammatory infiltration and edema, which means swelling, accompanied by subcutaneous tissue necrosis, which means rotting, and progressive differentiation and reaction of monocytes, macrophages, and epithelial cells. Epithelial cells are skin cells. Monocytes and macrophages are white blood cells that are part of your immune system. Uh, the final phase of inflammation, he's still using this example of the Celoplex sealer that's used. Uh, the final phase of inflammation is characterized by an intense granulomatous reaction, especially in epithelial cells, those viscous cells causing various intensities of irritation. Granulomatous means like forming granules. The cytotoxicity and neurotoxicity, cytotoxicity means cell toxicity, neurotoxicity means neuro, neural cell toxicity. Epithelioplex was well demonstrated in vivo and in vitro in various mammalian studies and a variety of tissues in the lab. Uh, then he gives another example, too, toxicity of these other two products, DiCal and Life. They have been shown to cause hemorrhage and acute to consistent inflammatory cell necrosis, tissue loss, cariorhexis, neurotoxicity, and formation of serous exudate. Serous exudate, that's what I was talking about in yesterday's episode about lesions. I always have tons of serous exudate. Um, coming out of my lesions. Uh, both of these products, Life and Dical, have been frequently associated with classical NCS symptoms in many of our patients. And sealants not containing ethyltulene sulfonamide, but including zinc oxide and eugenol. Eugenol is an antiparasitic, by the way, guys. E.g. Final IRM and Sultan U slash P were associated with NCS cases. Uh, toxicity of components and liners bases. And then there's a picture, white female from California, born in 65. She's got Morgulon's looking lesions on her hands. Um, there's just some bullet points. It says, had a 10 amalgam restorations in 1980. Okay, I think this is a case study. Uh, so, had 10 amalgam restorations in 1982 and 83 using LIFE. Symptoms first noted in 2001 to 2002. So, that's 10, no, sorry, 20 years later. Sores, swelling, diffused rash, black specks. Uh, parentheses, fungal spores, pinprick, and subcutaneous crawling sensations, diagnosed with anxiety disorder, sores dismissed as not clinically genuine, and patient declared normal, diagnosed with NCS at PCI on uh, 12-1202, treatment in progress, uh, white female from Sweden, born in 51, a businesswoman from Sweden, now turned healthcare practitioner, had DICAL in 20 teeth in 1980. She's allergic to sulfa. DICAL was removed in 91 and 92 and initially replaced with Harvard cement. Initial healing period was very painful. Um, ME, that's what this uh, case study is. I had typical sulfa toxicity symptoms, oozing skin and nasal sores, memory loss, kidney pain, sensitivity to light and electricity. I don't know what that means. Pinprick and crawling sensations, itching and breathing difficulties. They've got a picture. Photosensitivity produced blotchy skin and enhanced the diffusion of the sores accompanied by severe burning sensations in the face, throat, and chest. Fatigue and headaches were relentless. Diagnosed with polyneuropathy, atopic dermatitis, toxic, dical-related ulcerative dermatitis. They show a picture of her 
booty and her leg and they're just covered in little sores experience severe musculoskeletal pain and bowel disturbance during initial stages of dental rehab completed recovery in 1992 after one year of rehabilitation now activist against care company usa k-e-r-r you know i really don't this is sort of oh m-e white female okay got it got it that's her case study so 10 amalgam restorations in 82 and 83 how could the symptoms first noted in 2001? I guess she went through dental rehab in 92, 10 years later. I don't really get this, guys. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> so uh, LG, white female from California, born in 57, dical in tooth eight. By the way, I, amalgams, you know, like the fillings are basically what are, are, what amalgams are, y'all. Since I was little, are we counting baby teeth and adult teeth? I've had shit. 20? 25? <laughs> Not to mention like five or six root canals. I've got a dental implant on my front tooth. I've got bond on my other front tooth. I mean, my, my whole mouth is just full of, I guess, poison. Okay, <clears throat> so we're talking about, not me though, LG, the white female from California. Uh, she had dical in tooth number 18 in 1998, allergic to sulfa. Symptoms started same day. Shortest incubation, incubation period noted with vomiting and headache. Other symptoms, lesions, open sores with grayish secretions. I got a picture. Top right, springtails and fibers, pinprick and movement sensations, high blood pressure, fatigue, heart palpitations, and mitral, mitral valve prolapse, swelling, bottom right, and weight loss. Uh, they got a picture of her. She does look pretty bad. Diagnosed with self-inflicted wounds, scabies, no mites demonstrated. Stress, anxiety disorder, crazy, uh, almost admitted to insane asylum. Diagnosed with NCS in January 2002. Removed dical in April 2002 and replaced with Starflow and Aria. All symptoms resolved by May 2002. Shortest observed recovery and remain resolved. So this lady's mortal lines completely went away. If it was Morgan's um, grayish secretion, springtails and fibers, I mean, it sounds like it. Uh, seven, okay, then we've got EJ, female from Norway, born on uh, 5-22-71. Seven fillings using Dical in life with clear fill SE primer and bond. Two hydroxy, uh, hydroxyethyl methacrylates, dimethacrylate, whoa, in 79 at age 7, root canal in one tooth using Procosol in 95, highly reactive to Dical in life, bioincompatibility test. NCS symptoms first observed in 89. So, um, 89. Dental decay, uh, sores, pinprick, crawling sensations, heart palpitations, memory, breathing, and intestinal disturbances, swelling, fatigue, Electromagnetic sensitivity. What does that mean? Night fever, sweats, insomnia, gray gum tissue, and tongue trauma. Um, interesting. Uh, EJ continued diagnosed with delusional parasitosis, cancer, unspecific dermatitis, scabies, no skin samples taken, no mites, parasites found. Treated with dalekin, tetracycline, arco, and differ in and differin without improvement. Diagnosed with NCS uh, in 2004, completed dental rehabilitation using Duralon and Unisem cement in May and August 2004. Symptoms have resolved. Porcelain veneers cemented with Duralon, which is zinc oxide in 82. We're talking about SK, a white female from California. 
Symptoms, pain, inflammation, widely diffused lesions, itching, shaking, fungal infections, recurrent reaction to sulfa drugs, diagnosed with deep perivascular dermatitis, treated with Vicodin, Augmentin, Tinidazole, and cod liver oil, diagnosed uh, in 2002, follow-up information not available. A histopathological section in one of the more than 300 sores of SK showing hyperkeratosis-like perivascular dermatitis with eosinophils. And... Uh, I'm telling y'all this picture, her sores look just like mine. Um, JM, white female from Arizona, Colorado, born in 65, 17 fillings, 16 with dical. First symptoms in 91, rash, ulcerations, uh, crawling and pinprick sensations, vomiting, joint and dental pain, insomnia, swelling, skin peeling, coughing, and elevated veins, heavily medicated. Also experienced red hot face, left and chest in the night fevers. She was diagnosed as psychotic with delusional parasitosis. This beautiful woman uh, who's got some serious disfigurement going on. And never taken seriously by medical professionals, family, or friends. She was diagnosed in September 2000. Dical was removed in 2000. This is really interesting, guys. You really should look up this um, article. It's got study, case study after case study after case study. And pictures of these women who have these lesions and... Their lesions were really resolved with the use of this dental restoration where they're getting out the dical, the sea life, all this other stuff. Um, it's just really interesting because when I'm looking at these pictures of these uh, women, their, their, their faces look just like mine, y'all. And um, I don't know what this has to do with... Morglons necessarily, but um, it's really interesting when you see this kind of uh, alternative theory about Morglons because regardless of whether or not um, this guy's theory is accurate, I can definitely say that all these ladies were diagnosed with delusional parasitosis and all the other shit that Morgies get diagnosed with incorrectly. And, um, their lesions look just like my lesions. And if they're reporting black specks, that to me means, hello, you've got Morgulons. Um, if they, if like the author said at the beginning of the paper, if there's a protocol that's been established that has shown in every single case to cure the, resolve the symptoms, by the way, I also have a sulfa allergy. So, um, that's another factor. Um, just to think about, I would love to hear from listeners about their, uh, dental histories. I have noticed that in, uh, the two other cases in Atlanta that co-occurred with my case, uh, this case series of three, the other two who are men and who are no longer showing signs or lesions of, with Morgulons, neither of them have ever had a cavity in their whole life. What does that tell you? Hmm. Interesting. I am the cavity queen. That is what they call me. Before they started calling me fiber face. Toxic dental products? Uh, causing my morgulons? Don't know. Uh, interesting. Please leave a comment if you have anything to add about this theory, topic, your experience, anything you've read, suggested readings for the show. I find this to be very interesting. Always looking for uh, credible uh, theories that have actually been investigated empirically. It looks like this one may have been. Well, I'll continue to do research on this 
check it out, guys. Um, dental sealants. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, have a great, great rest of your Monday. And uh, thanks for listening.